Hey everyone, welcome to Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. This is a podcast all about real life solutions for real women. And what we're really doing is bringing the conversations that (laughs) Wendy and I have with each other to you and making them public. Today, we're going to dive into our New Year's resolutions and our words of the year. But first, we have big news. Big news. So in November and December, we added a bonus episode to the podcast on Thursdays where we recapped and reviewed movies from Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas. And the news is that we liked it so much that we are going to continue that in the new year. And we'll call those bonus episodes Girls Gone Hallmark since we are out of the holiday season. And January with Hallmark kicks off their New Year New Movies series, which is a series of five wintry themed movies. And the first one is Taking a Shot at Love. And we will be discussing that episode this Thursday. You can find the complete list of movies in our show notes, so you can set your DVRs and watch them along with us and listen to our recaps. I'm very excited. I am shocked that you're so excited about this, given that you were the Hallmark movie newbie. Who am I? I don't even know who I am anymore. (laughs) I love it. Um, Yeah, I have lots to say about this movie, so you guys need to tune in on Thursday. If you want to find more from us outside of the show, there are three great ways to do that. The first is our website, meganandwendy.com. That's our home base for just about everything, including new blog posts several times a week from both of us. You can also join our private Facebook group, Long Story Shorties, and we continue some of the conversations we started on the podcast. You can post your own questions. We are loving the community that we are building over there. And finally... Join us on Instagram, where we are Megan and Wendy LSS, which, of course, stands for Long Story Short. And, of course, you can always email us. We love your emails. Mm-hmm. Send us your questions, your comments, your thoughts, your show ideas. Anything goes. That email is Wendy at gmail.com. You know, it has been three weeks since we recorded a podcast, but something very exciting happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. And that is that we saw each other in person for the first time since September. So I saw your note about that. I hadn't realized it'd been so long. Yeah. We, we've talked about this before, but we record the podcast remotely. We're each in our own homes, in our own closets. 99.9% of the planning we do is via text message or chats before we start recording. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice to sit in the same place. We were outdoors. We were distanced. We followed COVID safety protocols, of course. But it was nice to be able to see each other. It was just nice to catch up. And like, yes. I mean, we did a lot of like planning and stuff for the podcast here and whatever. But it was just nice to like see someone and like chit chat and just download like what's been going on in our lives even though we talk every single day it's, it just is different seeing somebody in person yes an in-person conversation is very different and i think it's easy to forget how much we need that it was mm-hmm. nice i'm really glad i did it even my husband had a driveway conversation with a friend last week and he's not the one to be like i need social interaction but he came in he was like i really needed that <laughs> seriously oh. i got home cuz I was over there for like four hours and I yes. I was as I was driving home, I was a little bit stressed, like, oh my God, I've been gone for so long. Not that anybody cares how gone how long I've been gone in my home, but I was just, you know, when you're home all the time and then you're not, 
people right. start to wonder where you're at. And so um, I was like stressed coming home. And I told my husband, I was like, I'm sorry I was gone so long. Like, he doesn't give two shits. But he um, he was like, good. I'm glad it was good for you. And I was like, oh, thank God. Like, it was I needed that. Well, it was interesting because I walked in the house and everyone kind of was, you know, life was going on without me. And it was a nice reminder that I do not need to be the person who keeps the wheels turning totally. in this particular house you every minute a, of the day. You have another adult in the home who yes. can do that well, and, and, and kids old enough that yes. they don't need to be <laughs> micromanaged yes. as well. Tell, let's talk holidays. How was your holiday? My holiday was nice. It was quiet, of course, but I have to say that typically at this point, I'm feeling the post-Christmas blues, and this <gasps> year, I am not at oh, all. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I I know that in my mind, I see you flipping off 2020. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, Christmas is over. Goodbye. Yeah, and I really just wanted to get through the holiday. There were lovely parts. We had a great time with my family, but I also was really ready to leave it in the past. And, you know, there's a lot of disappointment that goes along with the changing of holiday plans. And I always internalize everyone else's feelings and how they may be feeling towards me about the decisions that we've made. And I was, I'm, I'm glad it's over, quite frankly. So I'm happy to uh, pack it up and pack it in and be done with Christmas. Yeah. How was your holiday? Uh, it was super low key. You know, I sat home a lot, mm -hmm. watched a lot of TV, watched a lot of movies. I had a potential exposure to coronavirus, which wasn't great, but uh, since then have been cleared of the COVID, so um, I didn't catch it, which is good. You did have some very good news on Christmas morning. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I got my electric bike under the tree. If you guys know what I'm talking about, it was a couple episodes uh I talked about how I really wanted this electric bike for a couple of years now, and my husband was dead set against it because riding a bike should not involve any sort of like can't battery. be fun. It can't, it can't be fun. <laughs> it must be hard all the time. Yes, I was very excited that he listened to what I wanted, and my Christmas wish came true. Was um, it like under the tree unwrapped like Santa had delivered it? Yes, it was. <laughs> I love it. Now, did he like sneak that in after you went to bed? Like how? I always wonder how you do a surprise gift So from one it, adult to the other. It was a little bit of a team effort between him okay. and my daughter. The day okay. before, he was like, I have to go pick up something. And I kind of was like, hmm, hmm, what are you having to go pick up? And he had to take my SUV to go get it as okay. well. So, but then he came home and I didn't like see You anything. didn't go peek in the back? <laughs> there was nothing in the garage. We took that car um, out that day. There was nothing in the car. So I was like, oh, maybe he didn't, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, I later turned out that it, he, my daughter turned off Life 360 on my phone, that app where you can, like, see where the people of your family go. Yes. 
And um, she also turned off. We have a ring camera on the side of our house, like where the back gate is. So she turned (laughs) that off as well. And he had wheeled the bike through the backyard and hit it on the side of the house that like I don't typically go to. Um, And it sat there overnight. And then in the morning... He wheeled it inside the house, and when I got up, there it was. So, yeah, I'm I was impressed. Excited. I love that he made that Christmas magic. Yeah, I was excited. And then I didn't write it until, no, I think I did write it Christmas Day or the day after. I can't remember. But the best part about it is where we live, there's access to, um, like, bike trails and stuff like that. So there's a lot of people on bikes around our house, and they're, like, struggling to get up this hill because we live in a very hilly area. And here I am, riding by, <laughs> passing these people. It was the best thing ever. Now, I'll tell you, you still have to pedal to make it go. It's not like it just turns on and it, like, jets off, you know? Like, you still have to pedal. So there is some exercise included. But it was, like, awesome to ride this bike up the hill. And I'm just, like, leaving the other guys, like, in the dust. It was awesome. I should actually get myself a, a helmet, But we'll talk about that. Oh, yes. (laughs) Well, why don't we dive right into why Wendy needs a helmet and maybe not just when she's riding her bike. Well, don't you want to talk about your holiday gift that you got that you like so much? Uh, Sure. So the best gift I got, uh, my husband bought me a box of items from my alma mater, which is LMU, Loyola Marymount, you know. Busy Phillips and me, which was very sweet because I don't have anything anymore. You know, at one point I had the license plate frame and the sweatshirts and and I have apparently gotten rid of all of it. So there was a sweatshirt and a t-shirt and a keychain and a notebook and pencils. It was really sweet and really unexpected because I've never said anything about wanting that, but I was really happy to open it up and find that in there. It was just thoughtful and I enjoyed it. That's super thoughtful. I saw you using it yesterday too. I forgot to mention yeah. it. Yeah. I like that. Did he have to go down there or he He ordered, ordered it online it? somewhere, maybe directly from the LME bookstore. I don't don't actually know, but he ordered it online. I, he definitely did not drive to LA for it. The bush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I got up on January 1st, like, yeah, it's the new year. I was all excited. I did it. It was Working around the house, just working out in the garage. There was, you know, stuff, boxes, gift wrapped, you know, all that stuff that's just been laying around since Christmas. And I was like all hyped on like getting rid of all that stuff. So I was had a handful of like uh, boxes and stuff that I was taking to the recycle bin and stupid me tripped over my own damn feet and ate shit in a rose bushes in my front yard like it's so bad a body-sized dent in the bush (laughs) there is and i laughed hysterically like it happened in slow motion (laughs) like i was just like toppled over like i i think i'm top heavy because like anytime i lean forward i just fall over (laughs) i fell earlier this year at that gas station when i like try to lift my damn leg over like the gas hose and tripped on it (laughs) i remember again toppled over like I yeah anyway I just fell into these rose bushes and left a big huge dent in this other like green size fluffy bush I will put a picture in the show (laughs) notes and then I just laid there and I was like Brian that's my husband's name (laughs) laughing hysterically calling for him 
He didn't come and get me. So then I had to like lift myself out of the rose bushes, which was not pleasant. And um, I have the worst scratches and bruises on my arm and my back right now. It's so bad. I'm. He's like, you can't be outside alone anymore. <laughs> I, Did he not hear you? No. I came in. I came in. My hands were super bloody from the like thorn bushes. And I like hold it. He's sitting on the couch. And I was like, I fell. <laughs> He's like, what the hell happened to you? <laughs> it was bad. It was super bad. But I was like deliriously laughing. Like, because it always happens to me. Like, maybe I have a balance problem or I don't know. I don't know what is wrong with me. Well, you definitely need to be wearing a helmet on your motorized bicycle. I know. Well, I told him, I go, I'm going to be that old lady that falls down and breaks her hip because I am so klutzy. I'm so, have you ever fallen like that? Um, do you recall two summers ago when I fell and broke my face on the garage floor? <laughs> I do remember that. I do remember that. That was, I. there was some, there was sand on the garage floor and we have epoxy flooring yes the epoxy uh-huh. so it, the sand on the epoxy and my foot just like slipped i mean it was like stepping on marbles and i went down so fast that time so that was less me like just falling down and more just like bad placement but i run into walls and corners all the time like i have no depth perception at all at all i walk into the corner of our bed i clip corners of walls walk into the furniture all the time i'm no better oh my god it's so bad it's so bad right now we're contemplating putting wood on our stairs and i just think that is just a recipe for disaster for me (laughs) all right well a little less festive story in the never-ending saga of roxy the dog our pandemic dog so um she's now a woman have you ever had a dog go into heat um, I've never owned a girl dog as an adult. Oh, my, my parents had girl dogs, so it would have never been on my radar growing up. Yeah, so our we we've always had girl dogs, except for the one exception. We have a boy dog currently too. Anyhow, we had plans to get her spayed. You know, that's an, a responsible animal owner thing to do. And two days before, she started her dog period. And guys, it's been three weeks. It's still going on. Still? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. The vet's like, it could be anywhere from two days to three weeks. And here we are at the three-week mark. Still. She wears dog diapers all day long. It's really annoying. nightmare. It's super annoying. I don't know. The only annoying thing about boy dogs is they hump everything in sight before they're neutered. At least this dog did. This dog, Roxy humps me every single night i don't know why i don't know if it's like a alpha thing or i don't i don't know every single night after she eats she and i'm just like i'm get away from me and she is strong too she's got these front arms that just wrap around your leg i'm like oh my god you don't want to come over thank god we're not seeing each other because she will hump the hell out of you if you come into my house we're really selling dog ownership. It's actually quite great, but <laughs> we get a good laugh at it. My husband's always like, you need to, you know, squirt the water, bo- water bottle or whatever. But I'm like, yeah, just let her get it, get it done. And then <laughs> oh my God. she'll stop and she'll be like panting. <laughs> it's 
so funny. It's so funny. But whatever. This damn bug. I think it's probably time for us to take a quick break and we'll be right back. <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by Sea Less Steel Shell, handmade creations by Michelle, a Southern California native who learned to sew from her grandmother and is now turning that skill into a business. In her shop, you'll find book sleeves, face masks, storage bins, and seasonal creations. And you can use code LSSFRIENDS15 for a discount on your order. Find the link to her shop in our show notes. It's New Year, and it's time for resolutions. Now, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you make resolutions every year? I do. I do. I do. Do I stick to them? Uh, But I do. Yes. See, I don't. And I had written a post a few years ago about my New Year's resolutions, and I opened it up to look at it, and it was a great list. And I think some years I feel really compelled to put my hopes for the year into words. And Mm -hmm. some years, like this year, I did make a few resolutions, but I had a harder time. And I think it's just the state of the world. Like, I just kind of feel a little bit in limbo right now. Oh, interesting. Uh, But I had a harder time coming up with, or at least putting into words, my hopes for this year. Um, How many items would you say are on your list? Oh, I have just one. Oh, just one. Yeah. It's just oh. it's an um, it's an umbrella resolution. I see. That's interesting. Because honestly, knowing who I am, if I set out with like these are the 15 things that I'm going to work on, I'm not going to work on any of them. I get too overwhelmed. I am too lazy. So I made myself like an umbrella resolution based on 2020. Okay. And what is your umbrella resolution? <laughs> okay. So 2020 left me exhausted because I feel like since everybody's been home and that I'm home all the time, I feel like I'm serving everybody else. I'm fulfilling everybody else's needs. My husband's working. Oh, you need a coffee? I'll go run out and make you one. Oh, the dogs need to be walked? I'll do it. My kid needs to go to school. I mean, these are all fine things. But what is happening is that I don't prioritize myself at all. So for 2021, it's all about me this year. Not me time, me. Like I'm putting my needs first in front of people. And if that is my need to have some alone time or my need to relax or my need to exercise for myself that doesn't include walking the dog. Do you know what I mean? A 100%. Yes. First, me first. (laughs) And I hate like it sounds selfish because I'm a part of this like family. And but my I'm just using this as as an example. My husband wouldn't think twice if he wants to go work out. He's going to go work out. Right. Me, I'm yes. like, oh, I got to do this laundry first and put these things away and uh, do pick up dog poop and 800 other things before I would do something for myself. So I'm just doing me this year. I love it. And I love that you have put it into words. I experienced the same thing. And it's hard to break that habit. It's hard. And, you know, it's easy to say like, okay, well, our husbands are technically the breadwinners in our family. So 
okay, their work gets prioritized and our Mm -hmm. children are children. Right. But like we said earlier in the episode, we don't have little kids. Mine are 10 and 13. They will be 11 and 14 this year. Those are big kids, which doesn't mean I'm not here to be their mom. It doesn't mean I'm not here to help them. But it also means they're fully capable of being contributing members of the house, too. Right. And I think it's important. It's an important lesson to teach your kids, especially our daughters. But it's, you know, I want my son to see it, too, Mm -hmm. that everyone has value. Exactly. So that's, for me, is the biggest thing. Because if I don't put myself first, it says that I am not important, you know, or and it's yes. just not a healthy, balanced lifestyle. So I'm just trying to tip the scales back my way. Is it going to be perfect? Probably not. Am I going to do other things before I choose to do something myself? Probably. But I'm just going to try to work the opposite way. I only made two real resolutions. And one I actually stole from my three-year-old blog post okay, uh, because it is something that I need to continue to work on. And that is internalizing the phrase, don't put down what you can put away. I am messy to the core and I don't like being that person. And I want to get in the habit of like, sometimes I'll get home and I'll just like leave everything in the car. (laughs) I don't make it a habit to (laughs) unload everything from the car immediately. I don't make it a habit to clear off my nightstand every night. Now, our common areas, if you were to walk into my house, the kitchen is typically like I do make an effort to straighten up the kitchen and the living room. And like if people walk into our house, those areas get straightened up every day. But my areas, my nightstand, my vanity, my closet, like I just dump things and walk away. Mm -hmm. And I don't like looking around at a mess. And so I just want in little steps every day to get my life in order because the second things get messy, I stop moving like I just can't function in a space that's like that yeah and then it feels overwhelming and I don't want it to get to the place constantly where it's overwhelming have you always been I don't want to call you messy since you but you called yourself that as a child too oh 100 percent. yeah I am messy and my college roommate Chrissy actually goes by Christina now but she's always Chrissy to me is the neatest person you will ever meet like incredibly neat and my husband's always like man i feel sorry for chrissy every time like he'll look around and there's a mess oh boy she made me sleep on the top bunk our entire sophomore year so <laughs> you guys had bunk okay beds that I was mis- yes because <sighs> college dorm rooms were so small that having a bunk bed allowed us to have a couch oh fancy yeah. And we bunked them ourselves because oh it was like too God. late wait to get like the maintenance guys to come do it. And we're like, we can do this. And so we, along with, I don't know, some other college sophomores, just like hefted those beds and screwed them together. And then we had room for a couch in our room. Were they but actually the- beds? Sorry, this I need to know. Were they designed actually- to be bunked? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So okay. they could be like a normal height. <laughs> they had like three... They had several different heights. They could be like a normal bed height. They could be like halfway off the ground. So you could put like drawers underneath. They could be lofted, which is like the height of a bunk bed with no bed underneath, or they could be bunked. Okay. So it's so funny you say that. I mean, I've been in your house a million times. Like you said, your common spaces, everything is clean, clutter-free. I never see anything that's out of control. But I've never been in like your closet except for once. So And my closet gets out of control really fast. The three areas, four, that get out of control really fast are my 
nightstand, my vanity in my bathroom, my closet, and my car. My car less so simply because I'm spending less time there now. But those spaces that I consider mine, I let get out of control quickly. And I don't like it. The only other resolution I made is not so much a resolution, but a goal. And I set a reading goal every year. And the past three years, it's been set at 52 books. And the past two years, I've beat that by quite a few. I read 85 or six books in um, 2020. But 52, the reason I haven't raised it, even though I know I'm perfectly capable of reading more, I want it to be at a number that encourages me to read as an alternative to like scrolling through my phone mindlessly. Mm -hmm. And a number that's attainable for me, but not one that I don't want reading to be stressful. Like I don't want to be like, I'm only reading so I can meet this goal. And I also don't want to read at the expense of like, sometimes I like watching movies. Sometimes I like doing other things. And I want to make time to do those things. And I don't want to feel like, nope, have to read because I have to hit this arbitrary goal that means nothing to anybody but me. So I'm keeping it at 52. All right. Do you have a word of the year? Yes, I do. Um, Let's talk about last year, though, (laughs) and our words of the year. We were so positive and excited for 2020. I had never chosen a word of the year until last year. It's the first time I've ever done it. And I was so excited. And we both picked words of the year. And we I had them, like, hand-lettered for us so we could mm-hmm. see them mm-hmm. in, like, beautiful lettering. My word for the year last year was focus. <laughs> <laughs> and mine was joy. Of the all the ridiculous words for 2020, looking back. I just, like, what a slap in the face. <laughs> joy. I mean, there was Come on. focus. There was no focus. <laughs> I mean, so picking a word for this year was really hard. Oh, interesting. Not for me. <laughs> Tell me your word. My word of the year is strength. Ooh, I love it. Do you? So, okay, here's, here's why I chose it. For a couple of reasons. Like... 2020 kind of blindsided me and I mean everybody but me too and um it left me very broken at times and now I'm like over that I'm like come at me like I'm gonna show you like how (laughs) strong I can be I don't know it's probably stupid because I think that it's okay to be vulnerable you don't always have to be strong but like for me something this year is like I'm just gonna be tough I don't know plus I really want to like fix my like chronic pain (laughs) so I want to work actually on getting physically stronger so it's twofold for me my word for the year is balance And it's kind of a like one of those words that I hate because like, okay, there's no such thing. Right. Mm -hmm. But 2020, much like you said, I felt like I spent most of my time existing to serve others. I felt like the support staff in my house. And similar to your resolution, I want to get back to finding the things that are important to me. And also 2020 was hard in a lot of ways for me where I felt like so much of my energy was going to worrying and anxiety. And I want to kind of 
shift my life back into a little bit of everything. And I spent so much time on my couch this year, as did we all. And I just want like, I just want a little more balance of everything. Like I want a little more outside time. I want a little more joy. I want a little more like doing stuff for me. I want to maybe go back to taking tennis lessons. I want, you know, I want a little bit more time alone. I You know, 2020 was so strongly on one side that I would like to tip the scales a little bit more back to normal. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I can't remember what I was listening to, but there was some advice that I really enjoyed. You want to go back to a little bit of normalcy, right? Well, we are still in a worldwide pandemic. Sure. Our our normal is not going to be back to normal really anytime soon. So the advice that I saw was we just need to learn how to adjust and adapt to this, I hate it, new normal. While still being safe, I think it's important that we adjust and adapt. Like you said, I want to do tennis lessons. Well, are tennis lessons even being offered right now? Like I'm sure there's some sort of like safety protocols in, you know, for tennis lessons. So you're just going to have to adapt to the new way that they're doing tennis lessons. Right. Does like it was, any of this makes sense. I feel no, like it's yes, super like idiot I, talking about it. Rather than taking like a group lesson, I could take a one-on-one lesson where the coach is on the other side of the court. And, you know, even though I miss the camaraderie of the group lesson, I do think like, okay, that's probably not for now, but I could still get the interaction and the exercise from a one-on-one lesson where there's quite a bit of distance, you know? Right. So instead of not doing anything at all, you just adapt to the new way of doing it for now. Yes. You know, we are trying to make vacation plans and we're mostly making them knowing that we have no idea if we'll be able to travel this summer. Like we cannot predict six months in the future right now. But I am enjoying the process of making these plans. And I've gotten so used to, you know, knowing that plans change and shift that I don't think that I do find the joy in making them. And I don't think it'll be overshadowed by the fact that it might have to get postponed. This year, 2020, I felt like we could not see the end. And in 2021, although we can't predict when the end is, I do feel like we can predict that there is an end. I hope so. Yeah, I know that I still have to live in a pandemic and in within its restrictions. Yeah, and uh, please know I'm not like lecturing you. No, 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 <laughs> like, I, know. I know. Okay, I want to do those same things too. Like I, 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 the way I look at it is like a, uh, like a gauge. You know what I mean? Like I've been way far on one of like just staying at home and doing nothing, and so. I need to like push back and get into the middle somewhere. And if I have to make the change to make that happen, then that's what I need to do. Yeah, there is a balance of being safe and finding your way back to yourself. And I think the challenge is in figuring out what it looks like, because it's not just going to be the way some people are like, I'm tired of this. I want my old life back. So I'm just going to take my old life back. Yes. yes. Restrictions be damned. That's not my plan to be very clear. Right. Which is so bananas to me. Like I have some people in my life who are like, I'm tired of this. I'm going to do it the way that I want to do it. And it's like, is that really a great idea? How about you just adapt? So for us, we need to set up another driveway date very yes. soon. <laughs> Full freaking yes. circle. We need to uh, adjust and uh, get together. If you have chosen a word of the year or if you've made New Year's resolutions, go ahead and email them to us, Wendy at gmail.com. We would love to hear what 2021 looks like for you. And with that, 
We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with Megan and Wendy approved. All right, welcome back. And it's time for Megan and Wendy approved. Wendy? Yeah. What do you have? What do you I, have? I have a book, if you can believe oh. it. Tell me. More. Um, yeah, so it's called Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. Mm. It's an older book. It came out a couple of years ago. Um, our friend LaShawn had showed it on her Instagram a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, you know what? I've really wanted to read that book. And why wait? I'm going to do it now. I read it before the uh, before the new year in preparation for 2021. And basically what it is is Shonda Rhimes, you know, she's Shonda Rhimes. She's Grey's Anatomy scandal Shonda Rhimes, right? Bridgerton. <laughs> yes, I haven't watched that show. But she writes about how she was afraid to say yes to things and her sister called her out on it. And I was like, very much related to that because I am from the school of no. And the reason why is because like, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of hurt, disappointment, embarrassment. I say no to protect myself. And I am deciding along with my resolutions this year that I'm going to say yes to more things that work for me, even though they might push me outside of my comfort zone. I'm going to to explore those things. And Shonda Rhimes made me do it. So I'm very excited. Does that mean you're going to come to my Christmas party in 2021? <laughs> we'll see. We will see. A hundred percent opposite end of the spectrum. I have a snack and mine Ooh. is... If you follow any big influencers on Instagram, you've probably seen them hawking these, and they're the Verb Energy Bars, and I fell victim to a promo code for a bundle. And basically what they are, they're a small energy bar. They're 90 calories, and they have as much caffeine as an espresso, but they're made um, with green tea, so they don't make you jittery. They're small. They're like a two or three bite energy bar. And it's a subscription service. That's how they get you. So there'll often be like a code so you can try all the flavors and then they come in bags of like 20 bars. And the nice thing is they will text you as your next subscription is due. And so I always just text back like skip, 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 <laughs> because I don't go through them as fast. I don't eat them like daily, but they don't make you jittery. They're like a nice little afternoon caffeine boost. So you just like when you start to get like the two or three o'clock sleepies, I really like them. I think they taste really good. I've tried a few of the flavors. I like coconut chai, I like the salted peanut butter. They have a new cookie butter version. I enjoy them and they're nice to like keep in the car when you're doing like school pickup and you just need it's like that or <laughs> driving through somewhere. Yeah, I enjoy them. I'm going to have to check those out. I've never tried those before. I know you tried to give me one one time. <laughs> they have two grams of protein, so they're not a big source of protein. Thank you for listening to this episode of Long Story Short, the podcast. Before you go, we would love it if you would leave us a rating and or a review. And of course, come back on Thursday. We will have our bonus episode talking about taking a shot at love from Hallmark's New Year New Movies series. And we'd love to see you on Instagram or on Facebook. Come say hi, and we'll see you on Thursday. Bye. Bye. Bye.